This is Dr. Rob Harder with the Nonprofit Leadership Podcast, making your world better. What does it take to be an effective nonprofit leader today? What are the biggest challenges? What are the biggest obstacles? How should nonprofits fundraise in an economy that is constantly changing? All of these reasons combined led me to start this show. And it's my hope that through this series, people can learn not only what it takes to be an effective nonprofit organization, but to hear from effective leaders who are successfully making a positive impact in their communities. We hope you enjoy the show as together we hear how they are making their world better. This podcast is sponsored by DonorBox. DonorBox, helping you help others with the best donation forms in the business. Hello, podcast listeners. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you're having a great week, whether you are driving into work or you're listening to this as you're working out. I'm really glad you've tuned in today. Today, we have a very practical episode. You know, I am committed to providing the best resources I can to you all so that you can listen to something today and apply it tomorrow. And this episode is no different. In fact, I will start out this episode by saying that there's probably nothing that can sink a nonprofit more quickly than the mismanagement of finances. And that's really the basis of this episode today. And so I've got two guests on the show, and they're going to share a bit about how you and I can put the best accounting and financial processes into our nonprofit organizations. As I mentioned, it's so critical for nonprofits, particularly as you grow, to continue to have solid and transparent financial processes. So my guests today, Jerry Frick and Dean Dizel, they're CFOs at Veracity Pros, and they're going to share all about these important issues, these accounting and financial principles that we all could use an opportunity to relook and make sure that we're putting these things into practice into our nonprofit so that we don't tank our nonprofit one of these days. Thanks again for tuning in. As always, now on to the show. Well, Jerry and Dean, so glad to have you on the show today. This show is going to be very practical. You know, my hope for my listeners is that they can gain some insight into how they can either hire internally or hire externally people who are good at accounting and financial compliance. You know, there's so many things nonprofit leaders are responsible for. I know for me, I've been on, you know, leading nonprofits for almost 30 years now, and there's so much to do, particularly if you're an executive director. However, having said that, having solid and transparent financial processes built into one's nonprofit is absolutely critical. So maybe you can start out by saying just a little bit, give us an overview of what Veracity Pros is all about. Sure. Absolutely. Thank you, Rob, for, for having both Jerry and I. Veracity Pros serves the nonprofit community nationwide. We started and we've been doing it as a company for, for about 20 years, not quite 20 years. We were all in one accounting up until the summer, and then we rebranded into Veracity Pros and we serve solely the nonprofit market. We do a number of different things. Our sort of our core focus is we are outsource accountants, controllers, and CFOs. So for organizations that may not necessarily have the expertise or the budget to hire full-time or even a part-time position, uh, we're basically their backroom finance and accounting and strategy partners to help help fill that gap to make sure that, and you hit the nail on the head, I couldn't have said it any better, make sure that their leadership and that the board of directors has the information and the accurate information that they need to make decisions and set direction for the organization. And so we'll, as a matter of practice, we'll work through the financials, we'll do the payables, do the payroll, put together financial, complete financial reports, and then work with them to strategize 
the next step in, in how we can help them be a solution partner for their organization and their mission. We also do audit prep and help organizations that are subject to audit. And I'm, I'm sure we'll get that into more detail a little bit later on. Help them get ready for audit and work with a number of audit firms. We have worked with dozens of audit firms, nonprofit, we're experiencing audit. Many uh, of our controllers and CFOs do at least a half a dozen, if not more, a year. I know I'm just getting done with two. I have another one coming up. And Jerry and I were actually just talking before <laughs> about, about audit. So, so we're audit experts and work on behalf of the nonprofits and the audit firms. So they have an advocate that's going along with them as well. Well, I would say uh, what I would add to this, Rob, is that I know this is true of Dean, myself, many of our, if not all, almost all of our colleagues. We do this work with the nonprofit sector because we love the nonprofit sector. This is, and especially for me, you know, it just, I, I just love working with organizations and helping them be able to realize them and deliver on the mission for why they exist. And so if we can be, you know, a little part of that, be a mission partner in a way by helping them find and implement those solid and transparent financial processes so that you're so right that nonprofit leaders, they've got so much to do. And so if we can help on the financial side, just be able to provide them the guidance and the financial information that helps them understand if their organization is financially sound, then great. That gives them more time to do why they began the organization in the first place. I love that. No, that's good. Thank you for your heart to do this. And and I agree uh, that it is so important. And so maybe what would be a good way to start out too, now that we got a good feel for what Veracity Pros does, what have you found to be some of the most common issues you end up helping nonprofits with? Either one of you could start with this one. Well, I'll jump in on this one. So typically, you know, when we have a new client coming to us, it's because either they have realized that they don't, that their internal financial team maybe doesn't have the depth of skill and knowledge of nonprofit accounting that really is necessary to help the organization function, or it may be because it it, it very simply could be a budgetary thing, you know, where they know that they need more than what they're getting, but there just isn't the budget to do that. And that's part of the the beauty of uh, an organization like Veracity Pros, because we come in at a fractional cost of what it would be to have a fully developed finance team on board. So, you know, we can bring a lot of bandwidth, you know, because when we engage with clients, you know, we do it on a team approach. So typically we're going to put a team together that has an accountant, a controller, and a CFO, and we all engage at different levels. But even beyond that, we make sure clients know that if there's something that we're encountering that maybe the team itself needs you know, more advice on, we've got nearly a hundred colleagues behind us that we go to regularly, you know, so we've got a very deep bench. (laughs) And when Jerry had mentioned the, you know, engaging at different levels, what immediately came to mind is common issues that we see nonprofits have 
it's sort of like a, the three-legged stool. You, um, you have a governance or a board who maybe doesn't understand the financials that they're getting, or they get so much if they get you know a ream of paper with six-point font and it's just information overload. You have executive leadership, like an executive director or program directors that uh, don't know how to use the financials that they see on a day-to-day basis, don't know what questions to ask. So tactically, they they're, they might be struggling a little bit. Or as Jerry had mentioned, you have the finance staff that just maybe doesn't have the technical skills or the organization has grown to deliver accurate, timely, transparent financials. And so if, if an organization is, is having problems with one or more of those three key areas, you know, that's, that's a recipe for a lot of struggle for that organization and it can not. It can delve into chaos pretty quickly. Now, that's very helpful because I think those are things that do come up all the time. And maybe for my listeners, again, there's a lot of smaller nonprofits that perhaps only have, say, one full-time staff. Maybe it's the executive director, and then they have a couple of part-time staff. My hope is that if you are a smaller nonprofit and you're listening, one of those part-time staff's uh, members does do your finances or can help. Or... As these uh, gentlemen from Veracity Pros are recommending, perhaps this is a company or some company like this could be of huge help because, again, financial stewardship is so important to your nonprofit. So when it comes to the smaller nonprofits, maybe we could talk about that real quick. What do you recommend when it comes to how best they can manage their finances with a very limited budget? Take a stab at that first. <laughs> sure, absolutely. Yeah. And for the, as far as defining small nonprofits, a lot of we work with small nonprofits ranging anywhere the in my specific, I have clients I work with every day. My s- smallest clients, about a million dollar, million dollar operating budget, might be large for some, but for one, you know, I think that would be considered a, still a small nonprofit. And then we typically work up to twenty million to twenty five million operating budget, and, and we've gone larger than that as well. But but really, to start, you know, assessing where they're at is is really just to do that initial assessment and do that lay of the land have someone come in and uh, either you know if they don't know that where they're at but talk with an outside firm someone like like a veracity pros or even their audit firm if if they've done an audit in the past and just do an assessment to take a look what are they you know to give them an overall view on, on what they're producing what they're seeing each each time another great question for a nonprofit to ask is to take a look at the governance who do they have on the board do they have someone with uh, financial expertise or a financial background that can answer the board and really sort of do, again, that assessment? And if they don't, maybe there's questions that need to be asked that don't need that, that there aren't being asked. So it's really the starting point. This is a long way of saying is just to do a, a good sort of self-audit, if I can use that term, and say and making sure that they're getting information that they can act on and that they understand, you know, I guess, very at the very basic level, what they own, what they owe, and who they owe, and what their worth is. And if they can't answer those three questions, and then, or they don't know how much they're spending and how much they're taking in if they don't have a budget, those are sort of three, three to five basic questions. Then it's probably time to look for some expertise outside of the organization. We have what we call our clarity phase. So it's kind of an onboarding phase where. We're getting to know each other. We're getting to kind of see how things work, understand the organization, you know, just find out where the the challenging areas are. And then as we do that, we'll learn what makes the most sense for us to engage and 
we have a very uh, you know deterrent uh, a design a well-designed process where we go through this clarity piece and once we get to a point where we feel like we understand we can help build out what we call our uh, a monthly workbook where we're looking at the balance sheet and reconciling every account you know we get to that point and then we can officially say to the client We've gotten to a point of clarity. We understand you. We understand your organization and what your needs are. And now we can just enter into what, you know, just what we call our, our monthly cadence, you know, just our regular ongoing work. And hopefully from that point, I mean, there's always things that come in that you, you don't expect, but, you know, from that point on, hopefully things are pretty smooth sailing and we can then help an organization more strategically figure out where do we go from here. No, I love that. Very helpful again for those who particularly who are smaller nonprofits, have limited budget size, but really want to make sure they handle this very carefully and make sure they have the best you know, stewardship of their finances again. Okay, now let's transition to growing nonprofits and maybe you could walk through some stages that would be important. I'm thinking like the own nonprofit that I lead and, and I, I know a lot of people are in this boat where uh, maybe they start with a certain you know budget and maybe a part-time financial controller, bookkeeper, but then they grow. And over time, they need to add more sophistication, essentially, uh, potentially internally with their organization. So maybe get, it's a... a Bit of a broad question, but are there moments where a nonprofit, as it grows, needs to move from like a bookkeeper, say, to a financial director? And then there's a moment where you move from a financial director to a controller. And then there's a moment when you get from a controller to a CFO, you know, for the organization. Can you map out a little bit? What does that look like? What are those key areas uh, or maybe measuring sticks is a better way to look at it of when a nonprofit should really upgrade their financial staffing as they grow? And maybe, Jerry, you could start with that. Yeah, I think, you know, Rob, what I would say there is it really is, it's a function of a lot of things. So if they're growing because they're just doing, you know, they're they're doing really great what they started out to do and it's just taking off, you know, perhaps it's just the number of transactions and the amount of revenue coming in. And so it's just more of the same where there just needs to be more capacity to handle that. However, if part of their growth is also bringing in new levels of complexity to the organization that they haven't faced before, that is going to probably put more pressure to look at expanding the skills and knowledge of their financial team. So, for example, you know, if it's a nonprofit that started up and really was growing because they built great donor relationships in their their main source of revenue is going to be through contributions. That's great. But let's say, you know, a couple of years in, they start to think about applying for grants and they're going to private foundations and they're finding some success in applying for grants. Or maybe they have found that there are some opportunities with government grants. So, you know, bringing in a whole new source of revenue can add a lot of new layers of complexity and compliance issues, especially when you think about grants, um, government grants in particular. That's going to bring a whole new level of compliance, financial compliance, not only programmatic compliance. So, you know, at that point, I think an organization would be wise to start thinking 
about and asking itself, you know, do we have not only the capacity, but the skills and knowledge that are going to be needed? We'll be right back. Are you looking for an easy and effective way to boost your nonprofit's donations? Look no further than DonorBox, the online fundraising platform that streamlines your fundraising efforts, maximizes donations, and simplifies giving for your supporters. With DonorBox, you can create beautiful donation forms, accept digital wallet payments, track donations, and send auto receipts. And the best part? There are no setup or monthly fees and no long-term contracts required. So what are you waiting for? Visit DonorBox.org today to get started. That is DonorBox.org. Hey friends, thanks so much for listening to the Nonprofit Leadership Podcast. I wanted to let you know that I've recently become a professionally certified coach. With my nearly 30 years of nonprofit experience, I know firsthand how hard leaders work. I also know how important it is to have someone you can call on to get help with the barriers and leadership challenges you will face both professionally and personally. I really want people to thrive and become all they were meant to become by providing coaching and consulting services. If coaching is something you've always been interested in, but weren't quite sure what it was all about, I encourage you to reach out. You can go to my website, robharder.com, or just email me at rob at robharder.com. I would be happy to provide a free sample coaching session so you can determine if coaching is for you. Thanks again for listening. Now back to the show. Okay, no, good. Very helpful on that as well. Okay, let's talk about audits. Maybe you could speak to this a little bit. Uh, a little bit of background for me. I'm a big believer in audits. I actually, for the nonprofit that I lead, I we have one every year and we choose to do that. But that's just our choice. So I was curious, this is your world. For my listeners again, how often do you recommend nonprofits to have a financial audit done for their organization? Second question is, what's the typical range of how much an audit costs? For my listeners, again, if it's new for them, they've never had an audit, maybe you can give them also a little bit of a range of what they can expect to pay for an audit. So number one, it's the legal obligation to do it, to make sure that we talked about compliance before, making sure that your organization is compliant with the local or the state law. So so that's one, one area. The second is if you receive federal funds, if an organization expends more than $750,000 of federal funds, doesn't have to be just from one grant. It can be from a dozen grants. But if that total uh, goes uh, to $750,000 plus one, they're required to have a single audit, what's uh, commonly known as a compliance audit. And as far as a range for audit, I think with what Jerry was talking about before, you talk about the quantity of it, the size of the budget, and then the complexity is a big piece. So it can range from... A few thousand dollars. It's a very straightforward, or if it's a, if it's a small audit or a financial review, which would be again, you don't get a formal opinion from the auditors, but you'll get somebody outside looking in to give the board sort of a, 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 an assurance that you know that the things look like the way that they should. There's no major questions here. So a few thousand up to if it's a large organization, complex organization, there's a single audit involved. I've seen it go upwards of thirty to forty, you know, to fifty thousand, depending on the condition of the books as well. Yeah, that's very good. Well, again, I hope for my listeners' sake that to take some notes on that. I think an audit is so important, and yet, you know, there's a lot of research to be done. I like the idea of you know sending out five to six proposals to see who will give you the best deal and still provide you with really good service. 
All right, now you work with a lot of nonprofits. And if I were to put a coach hat on both of you and you were to coach nonprofit leaders, what is something you wish all nonprofits did better when it comes to financial processes? Maybe we'll start with Dean. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm going to steal Jerry's thunder here a little <laughs> bit. Um, Just remember, I gave him this. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, the first... Just the process, just the having discussion around processes. When we've had some nonprofits come through the door uh, and we ask for a copy, you know, we go through, we get them through clarity, we're doing that onboarding, we're getting to know them. And then we ask for a copy of their financial policy procedure manual. And, and then we might get a blank look and they'll ask, what's that? So just the fact that someone's asking the question, I think is the first step. And then the next piece is to look at either, you know, engage an expert like Veracity Pros or, or reach out to brother or sister nonprofits in the same realm. If you're part of a peer group or part of a, uh, an association that supports your type of nonprofit, but get some examples and get a solid design down, get a solid starting point, making sure that you're checking all the boxes. And I'm not going to go into a list of details, but making sure you're addressing, you know, Things like the audit. What's our policies for the audit? What's our policies for financial reports? What's our policies when it comes to segregation of duties and internal controls to our to our balance sheet accounts, to our assets, to our liabilities, to our net assets, and making sure that all those areas are covered. So getting down a solid design and a solid approach and making sure that you're covering the bases. And if you don't have a good template to start off, start with reaching out to an expert who has done that before to get some of that, a good framework, sort of good to start with. And then I'll, after you get the design down, I'll, I'm, I'm not going to, I feel bad stealing dirt. No, 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 it's okay. So for your listeners, when we think, when you think about accounting policies and procedures, just to boil it down quickly yeah. here, discuss them, design them, and then document them. Probably the biggest thing that we see as a shortcoming with many nonprofit organizations is they may do the first two. They may design and discuss them internally, but they never document them. And unfortunately, what happens is whoever is um, charged with overseeing the financial processes, they have all of that documentation in their head. And if they leave, so does all the documentation. And that that can really be a big risk for an organization because then you're left to try to redo that or remember, oh, now how was it we were, what did we say our policy was? How did we say we were going to do that? So document, document, document. Okay. Well, it's been very applicational, very relevant. Thank you so much for your time. So for people that are listening and they want to find out a little bit more about you two and or just Veracity Pros as a whole, where would you send them? How do they find out more about Veracity Pros? I think the, the best place to go to would be our website, veracitypros.com. There you can see the team. You can see the, the hundred or so folks uh, that work with nonprofits day in and day out uh, and, and see some of the preferred uh, services we provide. There you have access to the Veracity Score tool as well, that uh, sort of credit score for nonprofits. And then you can see we have articles and guides on there where answer some and goes really into a lot more detail than what we've done today. Some of the specific things that we're talking about, how to get ready for a nonprofit or how to get ready for a nonprofit audit, designing a, a, a solid process. And we have a guide out there for accounts payable process. There's a lot of those type of resources out, available out there for free. 
that nonprofits can have access to. So I would again go to veracitypros.com and that would that's a probably a great, great way to to get access to all that information. And then Jerry and I are also on LinkedIn as well. So yeah. Yeah. And again, you know, if there is anybody interested out there and they go to Veracity Pros, again, it that's a great place to get some basic information. But I want to just encourage listeners, if you want to have a conversation, just click on a link there and have a conversation because that's how the relationship starts. And really, we are a relationship-driven organization. And we really mean it, especially with our nonprofit clients that it is our desire to be in mission with them. No, well said. Well, again, Jerry, Dean, thanks so much for being on the show and sharing your insights today. All right. Thank, thank you, you Rob. Rob. Hey, friends. Well, I wanted you to know that this podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Google Podcasts, and wherever you listen to other podcasts. I also want to encourage you to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with others. This will actually help us get this great content out to more nonprofit leaders just like you. You can also join the Nonprofit Leadership Podcast community. Find other resources and interviews of past guests all on my website, nonprofitleadershippodcast.org. Well, thanks again for listening. And until next time, keep making your world better.